When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Mind Sculptors. I am your host, Callahan. And uh, boy, we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, joining me this week are some more of the Sculpty Boys. Is, uh, coming in is uh, Spleen Face. How's it going, Spleen? It's going all right. Uh, from right here in Lincoln, Nebraska with me. It's nice and snowy here. We just got a foot of snow is my good friend Phoenix. Hey there, doing well, other than the snow. And uh, also joining us, again, you know him, you love him, is our good friend Cobblepot. Cobble, how's it going today? Not too bad. Happy New Year. You know, uh, we I talked about this with uh, Pongo uh, briefly at the beginning of our last gameplay episode. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that that gameplay that we released with... Uh, with uh, Spleen, Spleen, you and Cobble, and uh, and Alan from Mental Misplay and Rebel, I'm really hoping that does a good job of setting the tone for 2021. Uh, so maybe we have a better better year than 2020. I'm just happy that I managed to like actually win a game, you know, once. <laughs> Got that to was... not go like last or third, and then. Well, not be in like a pod specifically crafted to make it impossible for me to win, and then. <laughs> well, I thought time. we established that. I, I think the only what is it? You've only we you, whenever you and I play together, you always end up in like third or fourth place somehow, um, in the in the turn order, and uh, I think in one game we did, and I think that was on stream like one or two weeks ago. Uh, is is you finally made it to second in the starting <laughs> and then rotation? I immediately won. <laughs> right, it's I was let percentages. out of <laughs> Well, uh, thank you all uh, for joining me, and uh, you know, hopefully, this new year uh, will be great, and uh, hopefully, it will be a little bit better than 2020. Although 2020 was an interesting year, nonetheless, for uh, Commander. And uh, it's brought us some uh, new, interesting uh, toys, specifically um, some new toys for the uh, these wheel thief. Uh, I, I think the prototypical type of deck for it uh, most famously would be like Opus Thief, right? Uh, these these wheel decks. And um, so today we're going to do a deep dive, kind of look at all these different lists, some of the pros, some of the cons. And uh, which ones we like the most right now. And, um, you know, just kind of going off from the beginning here, like I said, the most famous, uh, probably famously developed, that's Shaper's List, right? The Timnacron oh, List? Thief? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it, for Opus Thief, if you're not familiar with it, um, Spleen, what is uh, Opus Thief for the uninitiated? So Opus Thief was a deck, I think, made after the printing of 
Narset in War of the Spark, though it may have actually been Smothering Tithe in Ravnica Allegiant. Right, and I think Smothering Tithe was Smothering the thing Tithe, that, yeah. that kicked it. So it was a uh, four-color, sounds green, so Timna Krom uh, deck that focused on running many of the cards that interact favorably with wheels, uh, and then a very high density of wheel effects. So that was Notion Thief, Smothering Tithe, and Alms Collector um, at the start, as well as, I believe the Initialist, or perhaps shortly after the Initialist, was on some things like Waste Knot. Um, and then mm-hmm. the idea is you have Time Twister, Wheel of Fortune, uh, Winds Whispering of Change, Madness. Windfall, Whispering Madness, etc., um, and so you just have this very high density where, like, most of them combine to more or less win you the game. Like, if you wheel with the Smothering Tithe out, you're very likely to win the game. Wheel with Notion Thief, you certainly win the game. There were a couple, like, Time Twister doesn't really interact with Waste Knot, but generally you had a very high um, set of, like, A plus B combinations. Um, and at the time, also, casting wheels was really, really good because the sort of apex predator was generally thought to be hulk decks which uh are unlike most sort of cdh decks we see today definitely weren't down to just like randomly be wheeled you know like you you tutor the flash and then you get wheeled and you're like oh and then also the wheel drew you into one of your hulk pieces and you're like oh um so i I think this the, the 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 quintessential example of this uh, has to be when you're on specifically Shuffle Hulk and you draw your Kozilek. So that's a bad Actually, time. Actually, that one, that wasn't as bad as... Uh, it was actually drawing Nomads and Core that was, like, a real problem for that deck. Mm. Um, which is funny because it's actually the cheapest, like, it's the cheapest piece in your Hulk pile. But what that means is that you still have to get all the expensive pieces and the way to get it into play as part of your Hulk pile, right? Like, if you draw, if you draw, like, Kozilek, you still, you know, you just get Body Snatcher, discard the Kozilek, and then reanimate the Hulk and go again. But with Nomads, because most of the piles where you have to multi-Hulk were, like, you get Body Snatcher, the Sack Outlet, and Nomads, and then you Hulk again. You can't do that because the Nomads is in your hand. But anyways, <laughs> that yeah, it, it's not super important, just... Wheels were much like reasonably safe to cast into Hulk decks because they were big on sculpting their hands, um, and didn't just sort of have the same explosive potential um, from a fresh seven that things like Turbonaz do. And then you had a very like you had you know something like twenty A plus B combinations in the form of these like wheel and wheel plus wheel payoff combos, and then it was still like a Nas. Uh, consult with at the time Jason Labman deck um, you know there were things like Mnemonic Betrayal was played uh, and the name Opus Thief comes from Notion Thief which was certainly the best of the wheel payoffs and then uh, Krom Ludovic's Opus which a lot of people really never picked up on yeah that's interesting that nobody really picked up that that was why it was called Opus why Thief Opus? and I always thought that the... right <laughs> why is Shaper's Opus. No, that wasn't it. I Well, I know. I'm just saying that that's probably what people thought that yeah. that was what he was meaning. But yeah, so, so you were, you, you know, 
Opus Thief, um, Timna Krom, uh, you know, you had Timna and Krom that were going to draw you cards out of the, the command zone, right? Like, that was one of the biggest, biggest advantages. Yeah, and especially in the Hulk meta, Timna very consistently drew cards. I think it's right. a little less consistent now, um, but people were really reluctant to commit things to the board at sorcery speed, which meant that just go, going, like, a turn two Timna was often, like, the biggest thing on the board for, like, the next three or four turns because everyone was just holding more interaction. Right. And... right. This was this was before um, Underworld Breach was, mm-hmm. was printed, and Underworld Breach really kind of... Um, solves a lot of problems uh, with people who wanted to try to sculpt a very particular hand. Um, it picks up a lot of the slack if somebody does wheel some of the, the pieces of your hand that you really needed to have. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that, that the printing of Underworld Breach has strengthened a lot of those kind of A plus B combos that people you know were w- would hold one piece in their hand and then wait for the other to come along. Um, if you can just play things out of your graveyard, then then it's uh, very forgiving to, to be able to um, persevere yeah. Yeah, through that, I, I through think that, that type of hate. That's definitely like an important thing to recognize about this list is that um, the initial list, with the initial list, like just wheels were good. And I think that that's like much less true now than it was then. So like luckily we've got a substantial increase in the quality of available payoffs um, to sort of offset this and and lots of other tools and also like our own sort of proactive payoffs with you know obviously you can play Underworld Breach um, and then things like Yogmas will obviously still existed at the time but mm-hmm. um, I think the oh God, l- we talk the about list, it like it was ages ago it was. <laughs> We we went through we went through two eras of CEDH since then like <laughs> right but it, um but yeah so I think that modern day wheel thief lists are less likely to just be sort of like it was you know the original Opus Thief list would often just go like land you know land cantrip or land tutor or whatever like land talisman and then sometimes you would just wheel because you're like okay I think hands are getting a little too sculpted here. You know, the Hulk player's tutored twice, maybe I'll jam the wheel. Um, <laughs> or, like, you know, it was it was definitely more of a mid-rangey deck initially and wasn't looking to, like, do crazy... Like, you had the Adnazes, but it definitely wasn't a turbo deck, and you weren't consistently trying to pull off, like, turn two-type Adnazes, or, like, turn two wheel payoff into turn three wheel was, like... You know, if it happened, great, but it wasn't sort of a focus There's- of the deck. Do you feel There's do you feel like that's changed? I think somewhat, yeah. Like you just can't afford to be like hands that don't play that don't accelerate until turn two are like definitely rough, um, especially when that acceleration is going to be a rock that, that that's then going to feed like potentially opposing docksides, opposing fishes. Um, so I think that that's yeah. The, the list definitely has to... You want to be playing more... Consistently slightly faster than the the original list. Yeah, I think that the card that really emblemizes the change from that old style 
vote thief to what the new style is is maybe brain freeze right if you told shaper that brain freeze was going to be in this deck when he made it originally i think you would get a funny look i mean yeah but that like that has more to do with the printing of underworld breach than i think the the generic shift in the deck though yeah it's certainly i think that brain freeze was a card when breach was first printed people sort of went huh you can do brain freeze that's kind of cute and most people sort of concluded that brain freeze wasn't really good enough um and like you just you'd rather do it with wheels because wheels are a lot better when you don't have underworld breach uh where brain freeze really isn't um so yeah certainly i think most iterations of the list are speeding up a little bit um and I think a lot of that has to do with the adaptation of the fact that you can't just be randomly jamming wheels if you're slower than other decks at the table. Because they'll just right. dump out, like, six mana, you know, and go down to two cards. And then if your plan was just to cast a wheel on turn two or three, like, that's not a great plan anymore. Right. And we'll we'll, we'll circle back to this, um, because we, we, we really talked about, we, we, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, somewhat before, um, but I kind of let, let's I want get through these lists real quick, um, and then we'll kind of figure things out. So like, we've got Silas Roger uh, as kind of the next uh, thing that we're we're kind of looking at, um, and that's a fairly not even fairly that is an incredibly recent development. Um, famously, pa uh, Pongo uh, with the turn one win off the the most insane Jessica's will I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Cabo. When we're talking about this list, I mean, you've you've got to see this deck firsthand. You know, what is it that this is really bringing to the table? So, what we're looking at is, I mean, with with, with the printing in Commander Legends of the Hullbreacher and Opposition Agent, um, what, what we've got cemented now is, is kind of a, a, a let's say, a, a more established game plan or strategy for kind of playing a reactive, wheel-oriented payoff kind of a list. So when, when we say Silas Roger here, this is looking at Silas Roger from the perspective of being a candidate for something that can play this style of game. So before, when you were looking at Opus Thief, I mean, you, your, your payoff cards were, on, on, on the one hand, things like Notion Thief and, and Alms Collector, which have flash and can be you know just kind of flashed in in response to somebody else doing something, and then you, you know, all, all of the wheel cards are, are, are sorceries, so, you know, you kind of wait for a main phase to, to be able to put A plus B in that particular way. Um, all, all of the other payoff cards, things like Narset, things like Waste Knot, things like, um, off the top of my head, you know, Smothering Tithe, you know, all of those are, are you know, kind of sorcery speed payoff cards that mm -hmm. kind of forced the deck to kind of play uh, I, what I would say is a, a somewhat ambiguous game. Um, it, it wasn't, you know, a, a very consistent, you know, reactive versus proactive kind of a game. 
Whereas uh, because the fact that now we've got Notion Thief that has Flash, we've got Alms Collector that has Flash, we've got Hull Breacher with Flash, and um, Opposition Agent that have Flash. Now, like that, that's, a, that's a critical mass. And, and you don't even really need Alms Collector in that case. Just those first, you know, just the other three that fit into um, Blue Black. The, where really any time somebody has open mana and pass, passes turn, there's, you know, this legitimate possibility that you need to respect that they could be holding up open mana to slam one of those thieves kind of into play to, uh, on the one hand, impose a, a, a very real and legitimate restriction on the gameplay of everybody else, either you know hosing everybody else's ability to tutor or hosing everybody else's ability to draw. Both of those are really impactful. Um, uh, but you know, being able to, if you've got that mana open as well, you're, you're, you're playing a very reactive kind of a, of a game. Uh, when we're talking about a Turbo Nas kind of a deck, that's a, that's a very proactive thing. You want to be, you know, blasting out as much ramp, you know, as, as many rocks, as much, as many rituals as you can as quickly as possible. And then, you know, pop off an Adnaz, pop off a Peer into the Abyss, you know, do, do something where you're generating a huge amount of card advantage and then finding a way to piece together a win through that. Um, the, 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 the game plan that seems to potentially be emerging now with the printing of these new thieves is that it, it, it seems like this is something that kind of runs counter to that strategy. It can still accelerate. It can still move really quickly and still then, you know, you can accelerate a bunch of mana onto the board and then pass still with mana available to be able to interact with the table and, you know, present that, that possibility of, of, you know, possibly having one of those thieves that you can slam into play on somebody else's turn. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know if the the strategy has existed long enough now with all of the new pieces for a, a certain a certain style of play to have materialized yet that people have agreed on and given the you know the seal of approval that yes this is this is the way that wheel thieves should be played right now. Um, circling back to Silas Roger, Silas Roger with the you know the the things that Roger brings to the game where it, it just is, you know, just a half step faster than everything else. It's extremely explosive. Uh, it potentially can, you know, either accelerate you into a NAS, which is which is one part of the game, or it can potentially accelerate you into an A plus B and very quickly put you in a position where all of your opponents are hellbent and you've got, you know, 21 cards um, or 28 cards. and. You know, that is something that, you know, is, is, is worth kind of investigating and, and trying out. The, the thing with Silas Roger, though, is uh, that extreme speed, that explosiveness that it represents comes at the kind of the cost of being pretty fragile, where um, if, if, if you don't wind up executing on that expected game plan or, you know, someone is able to disrupt you, Neither Silas nor Roger in the command zone is going to help you come back. Um, the, the short game is, is is really really positive. The long game is really bad, and um, I I I think that because 
the 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 nature of what the wheel thief strategy seems like it it is uh, what the trajectory is moving toward kind of being like a reactive potentially long game kind of a style of play i think silas roger is probably not the most appropriate home to house that strategy yeah i think it's also sort of important to to notice um i remember uh, probably around a month ago on twitter cobble you were talking about um adding a couple pieces to improve the consistency with which you win off of things like wheel plus hell breacher um, right and it was like you know you would draw this seven card hand and you'd have a bunch of mana but then you'd go like okay this doesn't actually win the game you know in like a, a clean way um and like i i didn't think that was a huge issue in something like kenrith or thrasius where you have like a super obvious mana sink or even like timna krom if you just play timna you play krom you're immediately drawing one card off the krom like the timna trigger with the krom and then you know you can potentially draw more cards if you have if your thief can get in um or hull breacher or whatever it is and then like if people are trying to get themselves back in the game then there's a decent chance they'll be feeding your crom you know like they, they cast a tutor and then cast what they tutor for that's going to draw you cards whatever but i think that like if any deck could lose with seven cards 21 treasures and its opponents having nothing out of all of the options we're considering Right. It would be Silas Rogrek because you actually just don't have any like your commanders do not turn mana into cards even at like even inconsistently like Krom or even at like not a great rate like Kenrith they actually right. just don't do it. And right. if your so, opponents are hellbent, Krom is not going to do really anything. It's still going to synergize well with Timna, but if, if your opponents have no cards in hand, they're not going to be casting two spells. Well, but, like, even, you know, even if they, you know, they tutor for something and then and then want to cast it. Or, like, they cast their one spell and they cast their commander because they have nothing else to do. And, right, obviously, is, Kr okay. Krom also, like, gets you Tim to draws extremely consistently. Yeah, um, I was about to say that. I was like, I mean, it's a flying... Flying yeah, creature with haste. Flying, that's it's a flying four, like, four, yeah, like, it is a four four. What that's, what, even... that's what I'm meaning by the Timna synergy there. Yeah. Is that Kralm is, is your best Timna beater. But, but yeah, like Silas and Rograk, you know, if you draw like a you know a crummy you you draw a crummy seven card hand, it doesn't have a tutor, maybe it has like a lot of lands and like one or two you know, you have like three or four lands, two interaction pieces, and then like a cantrip and whatever, then like you actually don't have a way to dig yourself out of that with your commanders um and then you know as you were saying silas rogrek because it's so fast it's definitely a deck that wants to be you make a lot of mana really early and like not using that mana is definitely not where that deck wants to be and that's you know holding up three mana oh is it a hull breacher or are they just gonna you know like like that's definitely not the silas rogrek game plan at all right Right. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you, we, we, we've talked a lot um, over the past month or so about uh, Rograk and why it's very good and why it's a very strong card. But, you know, it is important to recognize that this is a card that 
probably outside of turn one through four, like outside of the first turn or, or time or two you cast it, um, its its value keep continues to go down every time you cast it. It gets considerably worse. Um, and that is something that our, our next commander doesn't have that same issue to the same extent. Um, with uh, the five color does everything Kenrith. Um, and so Phoenix, you and I have worked on specifically some hermit druid builds as well um, within Kenrith. So it's you know a different thing, but we've worked a little bit with Kenrith together. So when we're looking at Kenrith in this thieves wheel strategy, um, what is it really bringing to the table? Well, so to start off, I mean, I'm sure most of us have sat down and stared across the table at a Kenrith on turn six, turn seven, and you think, well, what do I do against that? And <laughs> usually the answer is pretty much nothing. Eventually it will just win the game, exactly the opposite of what we were just talking about. Um, the long game is extremely good, especially when you're trying to play things revolving around these thieves. So it's very easy to get, play a notion thief, play a whole breacher, somebody blows it up with an abrupt decay or an assassin's trophy and then you wheel around the table you untap and then you put the notion thief back out and you still have the wheel in hand to try and go for it again and of course it's a great outlet for like we were just talking about it's a great outlet for a whole breacher when you hit that 21 28 treasures and you don't have anything in your hand to do with it you can start drawing cards you can play kenrith <laughs> you can make kenrith bigger you can have a wealth of options once you hit that point and uh you know really when you sit down with kenrith you get all of the payoffs that you get in all these other decks and you get to take your pick of every card that you want to play and really just having the ability to win the game with kenrith in the command zone especially when you make all that mana is a big advantage over the faster silas roger and tim Nakram. Uh, one thing that you can as well that uh, Cobble was just talking about is you pass the turn with three mana open. That's a really common thing to do in a Kenrith deck. And that represents, well, maybe I have Notion Thief, maybe I have maybe I have Interaction, maybe I have the Hull Breacher. Or maybe I just want to gain three life. Yeah. Uh, five life. <laughs> it's, it's five life. It's five. Right. About. Is it five it's life? Five. It's five. It's five Jesus. life. Yeah, it's actually okay. not, it's not a bad bad rate. It's like everyone always ignores that line of text, and then every once in a while, surprisingly relevant. Yeah, yeah. And then the one another big difference is along with being five color, we get green, and green gives you the ability to keep a lot less aggressive opening hands, and not have to be as reliant on the actual wheels themselves to keep you in games. Right. Um, and yeah, then, especially. Yeah being able to develop your mana without uh, having to fear specifically about uh, Dockside and, like, Mystic Remora is is definitely a really, really big upside that I think a lot of people miss. Like, the games where right. they feel like they have to feed the fish, they don't necessarily consider that if they had a different mana structure in their deck, those games would happen less often. And for what it's worth, you know, you, you can't you can't neoform a talisman into a hull breacher or into an opposition <laughs> agent. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty good if you could, but um, I, I I think that's you know yes. I think that'd be got, a few steps ahead of pretty good personally. 
right. Um. I, the, having, having the dorks in the picture for, for this type of strategy, one, yeah, it stabilizes your opening hands. It, you know, doesn't feed fish, and those, when, when they've served their purpose, you know, on the one hand, yes, you can you can feed them to culling the weak effects and stuff like that to, to make mana out of them, or you can, you know, evolve them into right. other other types of thieves, or, you know, into Docksides or into Tasa's Oracle. You know, it's it, it it's very, very flexible to be able to turn them into the thing that you need at that particular point in time. So also, you don't need to have like a wheel payoff and a wheel in hand. You know, if you've got a dork on the board, then all you need is, you know, like, you know, a Neoform or an Eldritch Evolution and a wheel in hand, and then you're in the same situation. Well, and I I, I was just talking about this with, uh, with Pongo on Sunday before we went live, um, is because I was, I, I, I played Consultation Scepter again um, on, on Sunday, and, you know, I've been playing a lot of... Um, what's it called? I've I've been playing a lot of Jessica Timna Farm, and the the difference of moving over to a deck where you have these dorks, and I I, I told him I was like it's amazing to go back to a deck where I can just look at seven cards and go yeah that's absolutely keepable I can keep this and not feel bad about it and not be worried that my my game plan is going to be too slow. And it just makes your hands so much better to be able to play these dorks. So you actually you took my advice. I I, I took your advice. I did. <laughs> yes, first time to play, and I said I said maybe a CEDH deck this time. <laughs> I, I don't, but but you didn't see the 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 spice. I don't know how much you heard about that game, but I was playing like Oko in it too. Um, oh wow! I yeah, I was it. playing like Oko and. Uh, the mines, Jace the Mind Sculptor, because okay, I can't I less dig that. That's what? for sure. <laughs> I, I was like just Oko testing again. some some goofy. I, I was testing some some goofy stuff. Uh, I told Pongo in that, and not to get too far off topic, but I was testing um, some Lavinia tech in that in those in that control list, um, and didn't really get to see them on the board, so. You know They're what? probably not great, but... You know what? I, you still think there's lessons to be learned from Lavinia, and I admire that. I do. I love that I mean, list. There probably are lessons I've, to still learn I from know, it. I'm just... Come on. I I can't not take shots at Lavinia. That's, that's just... <laughs> Have you not figured this out? I make fun of Inala. He makes fun of Lavinia. He has real reasons to make fun of Lavinia. I have no reasons <laughs> to make fun of Inala. It's what we do, Cobble. Yeah, it's we, how we, we roll. Okay. There's an understanding. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we... we but, but going back to that point is, you know, it, it, it is very incredible to me how much dorks stabilize those opening hands because, you know, like you said, it's... You can look at a seven and just be like, this is good enough to keep. Like, I don't have to worry that I'm not going to be able to get this this card out fast enough. And that is something that I felt like on the Sands Green decks. Uh, my God, I'm just always like, okay, well, there's no mana rocks. There's no culling the weak. There's none of this stuff. Guess I have to mulligan this. And I found myself going down to like five and four card hands more often that were you know, less than ideal, 
Um, and so, to your point, that is a huge advantage uh, of these these green thieves lists. Well, really, just green decks in general, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Have you ever looked? Um, <laughs> you ever looked at your opening hand that was going to play Mox into Talisman into Cantrip, and then at the Mystic Remora that two people ahead of you in turn order played? <laughs> <laughs> it does not feel good. <laughs> that has happened to Spleenface. It sure yep. has. Oh more, more times than I care to count. And that's why I'm Spleenface Dork Stan on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would, you know, I would make the argument that something like this Kenrith Wheels list would be trading stability for speed. You're trading the stability of your opening hands, the amount of cards that you're starting the game with, versus the amount of raw speed that something like Tim Necrom and Silas Roger have. Yeah, for for sure. I like I I know we sort of got a little lost in the weeds, but Kenrith costs <laughs> five mana and doesn't do anything until generally until you put more mana into him, and that is like important to recognize. <laughs> I sure. think like. C certainly not having the sort of oh I don't really have much to do on turn two I'll just cast my commander and hold up mana or whatever that you get with like Thrasios decks or with Timna decks like turn two cast the commander and then hopefully start swinging and drawing cards on turn three like Kenrith it's definitely an investment to get Kenrith into play um, and that also does make some other cards uh, substantially worse particularly things like um fierce guardianship and deflecting swat and to a lesser extent um mox amber and um i mean i mean like, you wouldn't even play mox amber in a kenrith list i don't think i mean you probably wouldn't even play depending on the list you might not play fierce guardianship or deflecting swat either yeah right. I, think, and, yeah, I don't think i would play those and then i it even extends to other cards that are extremely powerful in something like silas roger where I feel less inclined to tap out for Aristic Study if I don't have a Roger out, and I just get free counter spells. Yeah, certainly you have to you have to build your deck with the consideration. Like, if you if you want to be able to do things like that, you know, you're looking at going a little deeper on the free interaction. Like, maybe you are. I mean, I know people often do play Force of Negation, but like in in even in like Silas Roger, but like in Kenrith. You know, it's definitely harder to tap out. If all you have is, like, Force of Will, and, like, assuming you're not planning on just casting a pact and then paying for it like a sad person, um, oh <laughs> you basically, that? you have, like, your free interaction is, like, Force of Will. And that's not, you know, like, if you, tap out, if you tap out for the Ristic Study, you can definitely, your opponents can definitely go, they're, like, you're unlikely to draw the interaction off of the you know six spells I need to win or whatever it is, so it's certainly something to to be aware of that that tapping out is is harder, right? And you know it, it's interesting because we were we were talking about these you know the fierce guardianships the deflecting slot swats these commander oriented cards that require your and and to a lesser extent deadly relic which is starting to see some more play. Did I say that right? Deadly Rollick? Yep. Yep. Okay. That's the way. Um, so, you know, kind of the the next, you know, list, and Cobble, you've been really playing with this a lot recently, and we saw you play this uh, just the other day on our channel. 
um, is these Thrasios Vile Smasher wheels lists, which is a big shift from where it was before, where it was Sans Green. Now you're playing Sans White. Um, and so you've got two... From the original partner pairing, you've got two of the cheapest ones out there, um, arguably two of the best ones, and, wow. you know... I don't, I, I don't you know can if Vile Smasher counts as one of the best It does ones. not. I would not. You, you can go refer to our tier list video, sir. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, Sorry, I just saw Inala in C tier, and I assumed this was all a joke. <laughs> Um, so Thrasius Vile Spasher, Cobble, I know you've been working with this a lot and I know you you really like this build. You know, what right. are what is it that this brings to the, the the table that you know these other lists don't have? Um I, I, I think that it it has a lot of the good aspects of of kind of each each of these lists that we've talked about already. And, and, and kind of blends them together. So it's got access to green, which means it's got dorks, which means that it's going to have the, the benefits that we talked about from stabilization of opening hands to having the flexibility of turning those dorks into uh, different you know, types of pieces that they need to, to turn into later in the game. You've got Thrasios, who is you know, a mana sink, so you kind of uh, have a, a, a sensible... And and very straightforward uh, way to play that reactive game, where you're holding mana open, and either you've got interaction, and you could also have you know some sort of a, a flash thief to put onto the battlefield, and if you don't have any of those, then you're still going to be able to make use of that mana as well. You've got Thrasios, who costs two mana, so unlike Kenrith. You, your fierce guardianships and your and your deflecting swats are are going to be live most of the time, and you're so you're 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 going to benefit from having kind of a, a lower to the ground partner pairing, but also have a partner pairing that will allow you to play the kind of this type of reactive wheel thief deck that uh, I, th I think f feels right in 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 this particular setting. Uh, what we also have here is both Thrasios and Vile Smasher are, are great with Neoform or with, you know, Eldritch Evolution. Either one of them can, you know, Vile Smasher can Neoform into a, to an Ocean Thief, and um, I think that's probably the best use of Vile Smasher in my opinion. <laughs> um, but it's it, it's got everything that I think the Wheel Thief strategy wants to be doing. It, as for, from a from a point of pacing to the 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 type of, of, of win cons you want to be running and it's sacrificing white that's true but I I think that if you look at opus thief and you look at the contributions that white gave um, yes sm uh, smothering tithe is 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 great but uh, you know alms collector is 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 not not great it's, it's not that good. And, I mean, both of those cards cost four mana. And I, I think that trading them in and saying that you're going to use Hull Breacher and Opposition Agent instead or focus on those two instead, I think that that's kind of all upside and all upgrade, in my opinion. So um, the, the loss of white really 
it, it, you know, you're, you, you lose Smothering Tithe, you lose Silence, and you lose Swords to Plowshares. And that, that really is kind of it. So um, the, the lack of white does not feel... Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel that painful. So, um, I will that say, said, that yeah, said, I, throughout you know this is not going to be as fast as Silas and Roger, and it's not going to have the same amount of sheer card advantage that Timna and Crown are going to have. So, there, there's kind of like a you know a, there's a give and a take, but um, of, of all of the lists kind of put together, I, I, I like the way that the strategy feels within the archetype of Thrasios and Vile Smasher as opposed to the other options. Yeah, I think... I think what were you going to say? It's, uh, like... I don't want to undersell losing Smothering Tithe because I think Smothering Tithe is um, the most... Of all the wheel payoffs, it's the one that's the most winning when you play it without a wheel. Like, just play it, you get... Usually you get your mana back in, like, the first turn cycle. It's also, like, reasonably easy to tap out for because if somebody untaps and wants to go for a win, they're probably giving you at least one treasure, so you're, like, you know, you're not really tapped out. Um, and, like, just seeing that, you know, go a turn cycle around, someone activates a Thrasio, someone gets a Tim to draw, and then you untap, and then you're like, oh, I just have, like, five or six treasures, and then also like the four mana that I played the Smothering Tithe with last turn. So now like I'm looking at like a 10 mana turn if I want to play like a well-defended Adnaz or just jam both my commanders or, you know, whatever that is. Like I think that Smothering Tithe is, it, like as a proactive piece, is is by far the best uh, wheel payoff with it right. when you I, don't I, have a wheel. If, if we could... I would play Smothering Tithe and Thrasios Vile Smasher, but I, I, I think that Smothering Tithe is the only thing from White that feels that feels really bad that we can't have. Um, and that I mean, said, I do wish I could kneel for my dorks into a Drenith Magistrate, but that, that's just <laughs> yeah. Hull, Hull Breacher, I mean, Hull Breacher is is not the same. I mean, it's close, but it's not the same as as Smothering Tithe. Um, it definitely doesn't I think, generate mana sort of passively the way Smothering Tithe does. It makes it so, like, it stops your opponents from drawing, where Smothering Tithe makes you treasure. And, like... Right, and I think that's a stronger ability. Keeping it, your opponents off of their hands is, certainly I think, a very situational evaluation. Like, yes, it is, obviously it's very strong. I'm not denying that at all. But, like, there is something about, you know, stopping your opponents from winning the game isn't in and of itself a game plan like eventually you right. do need to win and I, I've found that Smothering Tithe like while still also controlling you know like your opponents are unlikely to do things like cast Brainstorm and cast I mean obviously they're not going to cast Wheels um, so like I, I don't know I've just had really good experiences playing playing smothering tithe even without right. a wheel to follow it up with i do also but think it's I, worth, I would say yeah what was that phoenix it's worth noting that smothering tithe is also the only wheel payoff that really interacts with draw step draws yeah 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 th that, right. is, that is a huge part of it as well right I, I i think that the the way that i look at it is if i could have the choice of my my opponents being hellbent 
or me having more treasure, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hellbent. Well, sure, but I'm saying it. I'm saying in the situation where you don't have a wheel, right? So, um, so like, cer- sure, yeah, cer- certainly smothering tithe plus wheel is much less good than than hellbreacher plus wheel. But like, I've found that in decks, even decks with not a lot of wheels or like not a wheel focused game plan, that just jamming smothering tithe does pretty incredible things, which is you know. Like That's I think it, people people sort of go like eh you know um, losing alms collector is like whatever and I just you know wanted to make sure that we weren't putting we were putting smothering tide in the same category you know it and it's definitely not it's it's leagues better than than alms collector for sure yeah I I I think it's interesting um, and one thing I kind of want to pick your guys's brains about because you know we're, we're other you know there are other variants other commanders to watch out for and one that i'm toying with personally right now um is thrasios timna in the sands red um how you know, creative well there, <laughs> there's some things oh no i'm just it pulls yeah i know and and some of this is me just being the mid-range guy that just wants to you know keep decent hands and be able to sit on interaction and you know that's just kind of how i like to play the game um but to another extent it does feel like it does take some of the better pieces of what you all have been talking about of you know what these wheels plans bring to the table plus what you know white brings to the table in the uh what's it called uh with the smothering tithe um you know when it you know your thoughts on those sorts of things you know well i think the, the just big it doesn't have wheel of fortune <laughs> yeah the big issue when you yeah. leave red is that you lose wheels you lose wheel of fortune yeah. um and then you also lose um winds burning of change inquiry. and burning inquiry both of which see at least situational uh inclusion in some of these lists but not all uh right. and so then you have two three mana wheels in windfall and time twister uh, and then you're looking at like Dark Deal is like a very sketchy wheel. Whispering Madness definitely does very cute things, especially when you cast it more than once. But it is four mana, not three, uh, and that matters, um, especially because you can't you, you can't go turn one land dork, turn two like like basically if you're you know especially when you're looking to like neoform something into you know, like you might be sacrificing some mana to get your your piece out um, which is one of the big strengths of being in, in green is that you have that that access like you um, but it does it does definitely it is harder to back up um, right. and it doesn't curve as nicely but um, yeah and and then you're you're also you're just down density straight up like even even burning inquiry is backbreaking with most of the wheel payoffs. Like, like, yes, you, they're not hellbent after you play Hellbreacher Burning Inquiry, but uh, they're definitely sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even to mention I mean, that you aren't playing Underworld Breach or Dockside Extortionist. Yeah, that, that right. like, the Underworld Breach is also really nice because you can be very cavalier about jamming your wheels... Like, you know, you draw Thassa's Oracle in a hand, and then you're like, do I want to wheel this? But then when you have Underworld Breach, you're like, sure. And then you just 
you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just find breach, you know, when, when I feel like winning, I'll find the breach. And then that's, that'll be my, my line. Um, I, I feel like burning inquiry with, with hull breacher is, is like a one mana Jessica's will that forces your opponents to discard three cards. <laughs> I mean, that, that seems good. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get you access to extra cards because you also, you still have to discard, but right. I guess it's like a Jessica's will mana. with no commander. Yeah. Like you just get nine mana and then your opponents all discard three cards. I mean, I'm sold. I, I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> so for one mana, I guess. Also, now, I do. Now the real I, question is: I do have to call. Is out. this? Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what were you gonna say? Sorry. I just said. I, I just said I have to call you out for throwing Thrasios Vile Smasher straight to Cobblepot when <laughs> in, in early November. This was my idea. Right. I mean. And I was I, in the, the the tiny minority. Only ten point three percent of us said Thrasios File Smasher was the way to go. I think in my I defense, was, I voted I was torn. Too. Right, I was torn between Thrasios File Smasher and Kenrith, and I think at that point I was more high on Kenrith, and I've through playtesting gradually came over to, to Thrasios File Smasher. I, so, I'm still personally if Tim if you need to hear it, guy. Spleen. <laughs> I I, th- I think you were right. Thank you, Cobble. That means a lot to so, me. <laughs> How so dare you validate right. Morgan's opinions? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I can retire, right? That's <laughs> um. So yeah. So as we kind of go through this, this is a great great segue for me. Um, you know, you guys both really feel that um, Thrasios Vile Smasher is the best one. Uh, for this sort of thing, right? Like, that's kind of where you both fall on. Yes. Just, you know, if given the the, the style of, of play that we want to try. If, if, if someone is going to build an archetype around Wheel Thieves that is proactive and, you know, more more heavy on, on the, the, the Turbo Nas kind of end of the spectrum, then, you know, Thrasios Vile Smasher might not be the best home for that I, I think that Thrasios File Smasher winds up being a good home for that because we're looking at it from the perspective of being a reactive kind of more of a long game strategy as opposed to a breakneck get to your combo as fast as humanly possible. That being said I, I don't want to undersell the speed like yeah it's not Silas Rograk fast but I think depending on the cards you choose to include, it can certainly be Timnacrom fast. Like, the dorks synergize really well with a lot of the the acceleration pieces, and then the access mm-hmm. that cards like Neoform give you to either, like, just turn your dork into a dockside or an oracle, or, you know, you have your super cheap commander that you played to enable, like, Fierce Guardianship or Mox Amber or whatever it was... And then you just right. turn that into Hull Breacher. Um, like, this, again, because you're on dorks, things like Culling the Weak are supported kind of for free. Um, like, you don't have to work. Like, with Timnacrom, you know, there's like. I, I'm not sure if the list is still on it, but for a long time it was on Cloud of Fairies because that was like. The best, yeah. the best midpoint between like a Timna draw piece and then like something free to enable creature synergy pieces. Um, but like dorks are 
are so much better than putting in like somewhat sus cheap creatures to enable these pieces. Um, right. So, so I think that like you know, if you want to build it to be fast, it's it's definitely not slow. Like, right. It can it can hang with the fast decks. I think that the advantage is that you don't necessarily need to. Like you're less. You're not keen on playing a card like uh, like Rite of Flame or or um, Spirit Guides, things like that. You know, maybe you'll just pass on because you don't really need them. But you could if you wanted to. I agree. I I, I think that having a more stable long game, um, it, and and this is just for me, just like a personal preference for the style of game that I like to play. I, I like having a stable long game where if my first attempt got thwarted or, you know, somebody goes for a win and doesn't wind up winning and we're at a, we're at a point where the game stretches out, you know, longer than turn three, um, having a, a very clear, not necessarily linear, but a very clear route to reassembling or, you know, making use of of the mana that you're going to make off of your hull breachers or you know having something that's going to support kind of the as you know i keep on saying kind of like that draw go almost play style where you're just passing with most of your mana open um it 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 feels really good to be able to pass with all of your mana and then be able to use it regardless of what the circumstances are at the table you know yeah and it definitely you need to use sorry no, I would just say, you know, if you need to use your interaction, then, well, you've got it. Um, if you don't need to use your interaction, then, well, you just pipe it into to Thrasios and, and you're still getting use out of that mana and it's not going to waste. And, and it also provides yeah. you the plausible deniability on your flash pieces, right? Yeah, I was exactly. going to make that exact argument. What What is this four mana sitting here for? Well, it's just a Thrasios activation. Surprise. And a lot of times it is. <laughs> a lot of times it is. But can you afford right. to take that chance? <laughs> Pongo would say, "Make them, <laughs> make them have, make it. Them have yeah. it, make them have it." So you know, you know, we know Cobble, Spleen, Phoenix. Where do you kind of land on? Yeah, it? I was trying to defend myself in the middle of that there. That I actually voted on <laughs> Thrasios File Smasher in that poll that you made, Cobble. Um, I do think that Thrasios File Smasher is probably the best choice when it comes to specifically focusing on the Wheel Thieves aspect of this. I mean, obviously, almost all of these decks, there's an overlap with what would be described as Turbo Nas. And you can make a different argument if you're arguing about trying to play into that game plan. And a lot of these decks, it's not necessarily a decklist change. It's a play style change between what version of the deck you're playing. Obviously, there's some wheels and some includes with payoffs that you might not include if you're focusing on specifically turbo nose but i think that thrasios file smasher definitely almost exclusively because of that last conversation we just had just having thrasios seems much better to me than having any of the other commanders that we've listed here when it when you're trying to find a way to win and you didn't find something in your payoff wheel right i you know, I, I actually include some of the cost reducers as well in my implementation, just because, you know, advantage Thrasios. Um, 
it's it they they don't feel wasted for sure um having the i i like having the flexibility of being able to kind of hunker down into a, an even more reactive kind of you know a thrasios plan if you've got a training grounds on turn one that makes all of the rest of the game feel easier just because uh, the mana that doesn't wind up getting used for interaction and doesn't wind up getting used for wheels or for thieves uh, is even more efficient in generating more more card advantage when you've got the cost reducers out there. And uh, I've been real happy with how they've played so far. Yeah. I, it they they look it, it looks like a really cool deck, um, and I'm very interested in it. My favorite part about it personally is the fact that it plays Seedborn Muse. Um, yep, I, I personally am a big fan of of Seedborn Muse. Seedborn Muse um, makes playing Notion Thief really easy. Yeah, no kidding, because um, you just play the stuff right. Right. Um, so you know. Before, you know, we kind of wrap up and here is we're kind of moving on. It, are there any other commanders that really people should be keeping an eye out? Um, you know, are there any commanders that you guys have in mind for the sort of strategy that might be worth investigating? Well, so, I mean, I think Hullbreacher... I mean, I've actually been a big proponent of Notion Thief sort of generally, even like even before Commander Legends... Like, I've, it's a card that I've looked to put in pretty much, like, a lot of my lists that could run it, even if it wasn't, like, a wheel-focused thing. Um, it was, like, if I was adding value pieces, it was, like, I'd add Ristic Study, and then if I wanted to go any deeper than that, it was, it was Notion Thief. Pretty much always. Um, it's quite difficult to counter, because people don't play counter spells that counter creatures, and... Um, it's obviously very strong like even if you know people always go I play Notion Thief and then no one draws it's like yeah exactly Um, so like I think that's not (laughs) I think Hullbreacher definitely just doubles down on that Um, so anything that can play Notion Thief and Hullbreacher there's a decent chance that they will be um, and then Time Twister and Windfall are good in a lot of different archetypes so like I think that without even needing to be super deliberate, you can definitely play like a pseudo thief package in basically any blue black deck um, without having to try particularly hard. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, you can even play it in Sans Black because now you get to play Hull Reacher. Um, there's Narset. There's. If you really want to play it, you can play Alms Collector. Like, there's things, and obviously Smothering Tithe. Narset's definitely a lot more of a commitment because it dies pretty easily. It's double blue and it's sorcery speed. Um, And it's also easy to counter being a non-creature spell. Also, I do, I will uh, have to give a shout out to, um, I think it's Brayden's list. I'm not sure if it's his list. I know he was talking about it. But um, Sisse Weatherlight Captain like, I think exactly wins off of 21 mana from, like, a null right, state. Right. So yeah. if you go mm-hmm. Hull Breacher Wheel, then you can go, like, Sisse Tutor, whatever the line is, and just win, which is cute. 
Yeah, and then to yeah. jump off of that, so Najila has almost the exact same thing where skipping the complicated part of the math, uh, Najila wins with... So if Najila is already on board and there is no blockers to block you and everybody's at 40 life, Najila wins in six combats. So if you play a whole breacher into a Wheel of Fortune, you get the 21 treasures and it is five combats with the initial combat plus the five or four combats off of the 21 treasures. And so you're one Najila with a pile full of warriors combat away from winning the game and no one has any cards in hand. Man, you Seems know, good. If, if Pongo's not around, I know Phoenix is going to bring up Najila every time. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Some one of you two, I mean, I guess, are going to bring up Najila. I guess I'd just be worried that like it'd be hard to close out the game with your opponent hellbent, two of them dead, and you only having like forty warriors. Or yeah, it's. It I'm really worried that, about that board I mean, state. Uh, and then, of course, you can layer in. There's a lot Whispering of uncertainty Madness. there. I mean, and then Whispering Madness <laughs> ciphers on a warrior, and you just continue taking <laughs> combats. Wait, but then you deck yourself. Oh, no. Well, you... Nope. Yeah, you just don't attack with that warrior crazy. anymore. It's fine. <laughs> that um, seems less than optimal in Najila. <laughs> I, I think, non-jokingly, I am considering a version of Timna Sakashima that is not running hate bears so uh kind of the the, the first the first slew of tim nasakashima lists that came out are very hate bear oriented and so they're 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 very strong on uh, torpor orb effects and they're strong on on rule of law effects which means that if if you do wind up you know doing a you know a notion wheel and have 28 cards in hand you're not going to be able to make use of them under those circumstances so i'm doing a little bit of experimenting with that that pairing that is kind of more of like an old school kind of a farm deck that's just all in on Nas and all in on the, the wheel thieves man that deck seems just, that deck seems so much better than the version i used to play with silas <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a fun deck but yeah, literally I, I any anything is better than Silas. I literally what? called it Sad Farm because <laughs> that was how was I this felt. Silas and Silas Silas, si- Silas Timna like Turbo Nas Consult whatever. Okay, Sad Farm. Um, right. That this this would be effectively that, but it would be with Timna much and Sakashima. Less sad. <laughs> right. So so what what winds up happening is even if you don't wind up getting a hold of or getting to cast an Adnaz or a Peer or a Necropotence, just having two Timnas makes so much of a difference, If you, especially if you've you know, got a couple of uh, evasive creatures on the battlefield that you know, you're, you're ending your turns with you know, 12 cards in hand. And, I mean, just the, the mathematics... It is you know leans very strongly towards you being able to to put something together, and right. the yeah. very very early experiments so far are showing some some you know some possibility there. And I guess also in term you know while we're talking about what you're you know getting there after your uh, with your with your notion uh, wheels and whatnot, 
not that it's particularly spicy or like new even, but uh, definitely a good payoff for Wheel plus Hellbreacher is Kess. Uh, because your absolute floor is that you play Kess and then cast the wheel again, see a fresh 7, generate 21 more treasures. Um, and so that's definitely, like, those cards certainly go in Kess already, and they also interact very nicely with Kess. Guys, if, I've been... I, if people still think Kess is a good deck, which it de Kess definitely is. Kess is still good! I don't know where that came from. I mean, Who, we, that, we, was, we, that was we my talked take. about this in our tier. I said it in our Kess. hot takes episode. You're at least as bad as you think Kess is. Right, Kess. Like, I don't. I don't think Kess has lost power. I think it, it's just lost fashionability. So people, we, every, everyone's enamored with all of the new things that you can do in Grixis. I mean, if if you've seen Doom Scramble, oh my goodness. It's, if, it's I'm, cool. if I'm running Grixis, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm running Doom Scramble because that is a really interesting list, and I mean it doesn't mean that Kess is bad. It just means Kess is well. We've done that before, and yeah, people want to do people want to do the thing that's new. Right? We, we talked do about the thing this that's though new. in the in the tier list video, right, Phoenix? Where it was just like, where did this idea that Kess is bad come from? It it's so good. I can't, like, it just, it feels so strange to me that in an underworld breach world, we would look at a commander that lets you p play one card from eggs or from your graveyard, a turn, w is bad suddenly. Like, I, I just. No. It's, it is almost, I, I, it's not quite underworld breach in the command zone, but it's similar. Okay, yeah, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't go that far. It's not that far, but. <laughs> Certainly a good card, not. Uh, yeah, I think the only other underestimated. spicy commander inclusion, and Cobble can maybe speak more to this than I can because I haven't made a deck with it yet, but something like Thrasios Krark, that. something without black, right. a sans black, sans white, something in the Temer realm that can actually now play wheel payoffs. And then you still yeah. get Dockside and you still get Underworld Breach. And you can still do. Sakashima or Spark Double or whatever in the 99 and still kind of have that pseudo, you know, Kirk game kind of on the side. It, it's it's a very, very different game than just Kirk Sakashima. So it's, I, I, I did a little bit of experimenting with it, but I got more excited about the Wheel Thief stuff, so that's been where a lot of my focus has been of late. So I haven't gone too deep on Thrasios Kirk. I I, I wouldn't say that it's that it's amazing, but I wouldn't say that it's not worth looking into either. Kark's just fun. Like, I, it is. I tried it's to not make, really interesting. It's not particularly good, but boy, is it fun. I tried to I make Kark stacks, and 50% of the times bricking yourself while you're playing stacks felt real bad. <laughs> yeah, but then the rest of the time, who boy. Right, I, I think fifty percent of the time it works every time. That's Kark definitely is really that's fun definitely the Kark play. <laughs> Kark is fun to play. I don't know how fun Kark is to watch, and it's 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 like taking the the worst of what storm decks can do, where everybody else has to go and get a coffee and order a pizza <laughs> and come back, you know, and, and you're still there comboing off because you're not sure, you, you know, you know, like when people are playing storm. For like the first time, or you know, they're they're oh, new yeah. to it and they're not oh, they're, yeah. they're not sure where to go. Storm pilots, right, right. Um, 
I, I think they call even that the paradox engine special. <laughs> <laughs> even even when you know what you're doing with Kirk, it feels like that when you're across the table because especially if you are mechanically flipping coins or like doing especially, something. Especially right, especially that if, sounds if like you don't a targeted have, call out. Well, no, no, not <laughs> not at all. I I I don't know of a way because there's not a way to shortcut it and there's not a way to speed it up because you do need to show people the mechanics of what you're doing and it is slow and repetitive. There's times that you're going to cast a ritual and, oh, goes back to my hand. Hold, let me let me do it again. Oh, okay, it went back to my hand. Here, let me do it again. Okay, that one worked and I got two copies of it. Good. Now, uh, let me do it again. Oh, nope, it goes back to my hand. It's just extremely repetitive. Well, and, and that's, that's the thing with it is it, it's non-deterministic, so you kind of have to go through all those pieces. Exactly. Which is and, and frustrating. Right, and and don't take that by in any way to, to me to mean that I'm I'm you know saying anything negative about the deck. I'm just saying that it is utterly soul crushing to play against, even yeah, when it's not winning. <laughs> I hope you're watching this, Ken. I know he's watching. I know he's listening to this at the very least, and I want he knows that know we love that him. I, it's we know we love him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. Man, this has been like we, we've gotten off track somewhat. Yeah, but e- even in that, you know, this is one of our our. You know shorter episodes and i feel like we got a lot in this yeah um so but you know it thank you all for coming on um again and you know i know you all are part of the team but i always will thank you and uh thank you the listener for uh joining us this week and uh tuning in uh is tuning in the right the right word logging on what tuning what is in the is, right tuning word? In is a, a definitely a fine uh, okay fine. right opening your feed you know, I, Opening your feed, however there it is, you consume. For, for clicking, clicking the URL for how yeah, however you consume this. Uh, thank you for for pulling it up and listening to it today. Um, and you know we've we've talked a lot uh, today, but make sure you like and subscribe if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Um, and if you're not, or even if you are, make sure you check out our Patreon. Uh, there is a link in the description. We just revamped it, so there's a bunch of new tiers. Um, they're all named after uh, different Jace Planeswalkers um, because, of course, they are. Um, and, you know, we've had a couple people pick this level, but there's the strategist level uh, where you can help us come up with, uh, I believe it is some video ideas and things of that nature. Um, and uh, we'll have some of those things like quarterly for, for those patrons. Um, so, again, thank you all for joining us uh, and thank Thank you guys again for being available and coming on and uh, talking for an hour about, you know, which deck we think is the best and which wheels plan is the best. So uh, with that, thank you guys and we'll see you next time.